0: This is Matt Neely, and you're listening to the Titans Film Room podcast. Welcome in, welcome back to the film room. Justin Graver here with James Esparza, the dynamic duo, back together again. Today we're gonna to preview the Titans Chiefs matchup, where the Titans might have some advantages, things that concern us about this game. And we're gonna get into it. We're gonna talk about it. Oh, yeah, Pro football, you're playing the, the best players at, at their position, uh, whether that's you know, Deshaun or Patrick or Lamar last week. Hello, hello, AFC Championship. What is up? We are ready to talk about this. Um, Jimmy Morris of Music City Miracles at J Morris MCM on Twitter. He's got your Baltimore Ravens recap. He actually did two podcasts earlier this week. Those are in the feed. Search Music City Miracles where we get your podcasts, go find those. We are going to talk today about the upcoming matchup with the Chiefs, the rematch, to go to Miami, winner plays in the Super Bowl, stakes couldn't be higher.
1: James, how are you feeling about these Titans? I'm feeling good. I mean, it's different um, from the past Titan teams that we've had, Um, but this team feels stronger than ever. We feel like an actual threat. And uh, I feel confident going into this game. Yeah, it's it, the level
0: of confidence that I felt as a fan throughout this run, the last three, four weeks, has been higher than I can remember in a long time. Like, even when we felt confident or felt like there was a chance, like, it, it wasn't the same as this. Like, I don't just feel like there's a chance. At least the last two games, Patriots and Ravens, I felt the Titans are, were going to go win those games. I predicted the win on, our, on the podcast I did solo last week over the Ravens for some reason though the Chiefs scare me more than the Ravens did more than the Patriots did this is the Titans first AFC championship appearance since the 2002 season ages ago I mean a lot of people that I'm friends with that are Titans fans and myself included were children small children who had no no idea what an AFC championship the the magnitude of that game back then so it's really cool to like having been a fan for so long and to to have the perspective now and realize this doesn't come around every year or every four years or every eight years. Like this is, unless you're the Patriots, this is a special moment for this fan base, for this team. So I want everyone to cherish it. I'm cherishing it, cherishing all the media coverage, cherishing all the, the YouTube videos that come out from the Titans have their own mic'd up video. And then the NFL puts out a separate mic'd up video. That's like kind of both teams. And it's really cool to just get all that extra attention that, Some teams get fairly often, but not us, not the Titans. So all that said, cherish this week, regardless of the outcome on Sunday. This is, I mean, this is how it works. The games get harder as you go, but this is going to be the hardest game they've played yet. Just because I think the Chiefs are playing the best football in the NFL since like week 12 to now. They've been playing out of their minds. I'm really just going to touch on the injury report very briefly because we're recording this on Wednesday evening, so the injury report is kind of useless at this point. We'll know a lot more on Friday, so check back in on the injury status then. But as of Wednesday, Logan Ryan sat out practice with an illness. He should be fine by Sunday, but we'll monitor that. Jayon Brown returned to practice, but in a limited capacity on Wednesday. Rashawn Evans, Adoree Jackson, David Long were all limited. And Adam Humphreys practiced again today for the first time since leaving the, cult, the second Colts matchup on a limited basis. So it seems like they're taking it easy with these these guys who have injuries, like Brown and Humphreys, and then guys who have had injuries, like Adoree Jackson, and then Rashawn Evans and David Long played a lot of snaps, played a lot of physical snaps. I'm, I think they're just taking a light day to take it easy. But it's possible the Titans have a fully healthy roster going into this game for the first time in a while. On the other side, the Chiefs. Are, uh, missed. LaShawn McCoy and Matt Moore did not practice. McCoy and Matt Moore both listed with illness. McCoy kind of doesn't practice all that much anyway because he's a veteran. Chris Jones did not practice after not playing against the Texans last week. They're the Chiefs best interior defensive lineman, all pro defensive tackle, who gave the Titans fits last time they played. And Travis Kelsey was a limited participant in practice today. And Kelsey's is kind of dealing with some nagging hamstring and, and other multiple injuries that he played through against the Texans and had a great game last week, and Titans will have to contain Kelsey, but anyway, moving on to previewing this matchup, James, your confidence level if you had to go one to ten on the Titans' ability to slow down the chief's offense
1: mm, I'm gonna say a solid five yeah, like uh, you of course the last you time. talked earlier about being nervous about this game, and I think it's very understandable because. We got a declining Brady, and we got up on the Ravens early, forcing Lamar to throw and the Ravens to do something they really aren't supposed to do. They're they're a running team, um, and they're just used to beating people into submission uh, with that, that run game of theirs. But with the Chiefs, like we saw it with the Texans, I mean, they were the Texans were up twenty four to zero, and Pat Mah- Mahomes just threw them back into that game, uh, seven TDs and seven possessions. And it's just insane what that offense can do. And now that he's healthy, you know he was what? He was out for two weeks with the kneecap, came back week ten. He's kind of injured, right? He had Tyree Kill, who's healthy now. Um, just a whole lot going for him right now. They're like the, the way that I heard it described was the Titans are a hot team, but right now the Chiefs are on fire. So it's yeah. it's definitely yeah. worrying, but. Um, I think if we can keep Pat Mahomes off the field, um, it's going to be very important to score first and go from there.
0: Right. And honestly, I don't know if it's – I mean, it is important, but it's not as important as it was last week. I think both of these teams, the Texans – I'm sorry, the Chiefs and the Titans are kind of programmed to play either way. And everyone seems to think, at least nationally over the last few weeks, that the Titans' only only recipe for success – is to build an early lead and then run Henry. But, I mean, they played since Tannehill took over. They've won games both ways. They they were down by nine points to these Chiefs in the fourth quarter and came back and won that game. They were down multiple points to the Saints, and they almost made the run there, some questionable refereeing, and, and then they didn't get the stop. But, I mean, that game was tight like that, but the Titans had to come from behind there. The Titans can come from behind. The problem is the Chiefs can also come from behind, whereas the Ravens, I don't want to say the Ravens are an easy offense to stop or even an easier offense to stop because if they were, then teams all season would have stopped them. They wouldn't have been the the most historic rushing offense in, in NFL history. They wouldn't have been a top 10 all-time DVOA offense and team if they were easy to stop. But I do think there's something to be said about the scheme that they run. And if you have a good, really experienced, smart defensive coordinator like Dean Pease and you have cerebral... St- players on defense who study hard, who know their assignments and who play assignment sound football and don't miss tackles and don't make mental mistakes, then I think the the Ravens become easier to contain in that scenario. And then add on top of that, the fact that the Titans got off to that early lead, which was helped immensely by an interception deep in Titans territory, a fourth and one stop at the 45, at the Baltimore 45 yard line, another interception, a strip sack, like those are great plays and those are those are playoff game winning plays, but they're also not like the most sustainable defensive plays. Obviously, you want to have an opportunistic defense, but the Titans were able to beat the Ravens not by like not by stymieing them and suffocating them and shutting them down, but by taking advantage of those huge moments, stopping them on fourth down four times, forcing three other turnovers. Against the Chiefs, I think the recipe is kind of the same. You you Limit the explosive plays. The Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Titans are the three most explosive offenses in the NFL since since week ten or week seven, I think. And so for all three of those teams, the way that you defend them, and this is how teams this is how the Patriots attempted to defend the Titans, this is how the Titans defended the Ravens, is you let them get those yards. You let them eat up yards and drive down the field, and you force them to put together long, sustained drives where they have to continually make positive plays where a setback like a sack or a false start or a holding or something can, can help derail the drive because you're not giving up those explosive plays anymore because that's how you're scheming on purpose to give up the underneath stuff. And that's how you see the Titans get outgained by 230 yards despite averaging the same yards per play. The last time the Chiefs and the Titans played, the Chiefs put up 530 total yards to the Titans 371. But the Titans averaged more yards per play. Because they have Derrick Henry 60-yard touchdown run. They have Khalif Raymond 45-yard catch. Meanwhile, the Titans were limiting the Chiefs from, from hitting those huge explosive plays. The Chiefs actually possessed the ball for 38 minutes the last time they played the Titans, compared to 22 minutes for Tennessee. So, like, the whole ball control, run it down their throats thing, like, that's not how Tennessee won last time, which is encouraging to me because they can win in multiple ways. But... Again, it's just something that seems not easier, but more schemable, I guess, to stop Lamar Jackson, whereas you can only do so much scheming to stop an electric passing attack like what Patrick Mahomes has when you don't have premier pass rushers and the Titans have great corners, but they don't have, you know, a top five corner in the NFL. They have great linebackers, but I mean, do the Titans have a top five player in the NFL at any position on defense? maybe Jarell Casey, maybe Ke- Kevin Byard for sure, but maybe Jarell Casey, who? Um, anyone else?
1: Yeah, Jarell Casey, Kevin Bayard. I don't think so.
0: Yeah, and Jarell Casey's kind of borderline. He's, you know, he's he's not over the hill, but he's past his prime, he's past his peak, and he's playing great football the past 2 weeks. I mean, he had a phenomenal game against the Ravens, and that's the kind of Casey we need right now. He's a little more rested than he would be this late in the year typically cuz he missed some time with an injury in the middle of the season. In fact, he didn't play the last time the Titans played the Chiefs. But that said, like Patrick Mahomes, A, the Chiefs have a great offensive line. It's finally healthy. They got all five starters on the O-line, which makes things more difficult for a team like the Titans because they either have to send extra people to get pressure, which then opens up the back end and, ex- and makes them exploitable, or they have to win those one-on-one matchups to get pressure, which or they have to cover for longer to allow those guys to win their, their matchups against the O-line. I think the Titans matched up really well to stop the Ravens, and they don't match up quite so well to stop the Chiefs. So it's going to be more about maintaining the – the um, just keeping it close, keeping the, the ball, keeping time of possession, and keeping the Chiefs off the field, and not giving up those big explosive plays, you know? Contain, bend but don't break, get stops in the red zone where the Chiefs have struggled this year. There's definitely a route to victory for the Titans, and there's probably more than one route to victory than – versus last week if if Kevin Byard doesn't get that interception on the first drive on the Ravens first possession and they score points there like the whole the whole complexion of that game could have been completely flipped you know whereas in this game if the Chiefs get off the Chiefs go score first and the Titans go three and out and the Chiefs get the ball again like I'm not going to be panicking I'm going to be a little concerned with the way that the game started but I think they'll still have a chance you know what I mean
1: Right I think when we played them last time they were up 10-0 no yeah 10-0. they started
0: off up 10-0 and that's when it could have gone to 17-0, but I just watched a great breakdown that Chris Sims did on YouTube, uh, breaking down the Chiefs and the Titans matchup. It's like a 25-minute video. He goes really in-depth on a few different schematic plays and how each team can stop the other team, and I recommend it. If you go just search Chris Sims, Titans, Chiefs on YouTube, I'm sure it'll come up. But he talked about how um, this this specific play where Mahomes overthrew a wide-open Tyreek Hill, and it on a first down, it eventually led to the Chiefs punting instead of, You know, if he hits that open Tyreek Hill, who was open, and it's Patrick Mahomes, he hits him more often than not. Then the Chiefs go up 17-0. Instead of that, the Chiefs went up 10-0, the Titans go down and score, and on the next possession, Rashawn Evans picks up a Damian Williams fumble, returns for a touchdown, suddenly it's 14-10, when it could have been 17-0, 24-0. You know, so those like, those big plays, those turnovers, those in-the-moment stops, the Titans have, obviously they wouldn't be here right now if they hadn't, but they've been very fortunate in that regard. In the playoffs so far, they haven't had the big—I mean, Tannehill had a turnover, but they haven't been, like, strip-sacked in their own end of the field. They haven't had, like, a failed fourth-down conversion on their end of the field. They haven't had a blocked punt. If we look at the Chiefs and Texans game last week, both teams scored in a little bit of fluky ways. The Texans' 24 nothing lead was helped immensely by a blocked punt, followed by a quick Chiefs 3-and-out that the Texans took advantage of and capitalized on and went down to make it 24-0, but— you know, they kicked a field goal on fourth and one in the red zone at the 10-yard line. They could have tried to put more points on the board and keep piling on the pressure. And they kind of decided they would just sit back. And then they fumbled their own kickoff and allowed the the Chiefs to score off that. So, like, both teams kind of got a, a free touchdown on special teams that you don't expect to see every week. The Titans last week got four fourth-down stops and three turnovers. Like, you don't expect to see that every week either. So... I think you you come back down to earth and you kind of like neutralize those I don't want to call them flukes but they are kind of fluky plays that that aren't sustainable and hope nice. that you make more of those plays than the other team does and that's what the playoffs come down to because again the Chiefs offense is so hard to stop that like <laughs> I'm I think the easiest way to stop them is to keep Derrick Henry on the field but then another mistake that the Texans made, and this isn't a real mistake because obviously you're trying to score and you're trying to take the lead, but by going up 24-0 on the Chiefs, you're, you take away Andy Reid's bad game management decision-making. You take that out of the picture because he has no choice but to put the ball in Mahomes' hands and let him go off, right? Whereas if the Chiefs are the ones that get up to a 24-0 lead, Andy Reid may be the conservative shut down. give the ball to Damian Williams and let the other team come back into the game, which we saw when Alex Smith was his quarterback in 2017 when the Titans went to Arrowhead and won a playoff game there because the Chiefs kind of shut down on offense. And the Titans defense had a lot to do with that, but they shut down on offense. They weren't being aggressive anymore. They were playing not to lose. And Andy Reid kind of does that in the playoffs, in the AFC Championship. So... I'm not saying it's better to get down than it is to go up. Obviously, you'd rather be in the lead. But if you do go down early, you might be able to have that come-from-behind play advantage in this particular matchup because of who's on the other side of the field.
1: Yeah. I mean... Look, I, I mean, Andy I'm not going to think on that. <laughs> Andy Reid is 1-6 against the Titans? 1-8. 1-8. So... Yeah, I feel pretty good. Until that number changes, I'm feeling pretty good about
0: his... <laughs> I don't know if that number is exactly relevant because the Titans have gone through so many regime changes, and part of that Andy Reid record was with Philadelphia, so like, it's really, really irrelevant. Uh, but, um, okay. um, something that's not irrelevant, well, this is something, I mean, it is pretty irrelevant, but the Titans' streak against the Chiefs, the Titans have won four games in a row against the Chiefs, starting with the 2014 season opener in Arrowhead with Jake Locker at quarterback. They go into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs on their way to a 3-13 season. And then in in 2016, they won at Arrowhead with the uh, standing on the Arrowhead at Arrowhead kick. In 2017, they beat the Chiefs in the playoffs at Arrowhead. And this season, they beat the Chiefs in Nissan Stadium. So... You're tempting fate a little bit, in my opinion, law of averages, the ability to go to a good team in their house, which is notoriously one of the harder places to play, and beat them there for the fourth time in a row there, fifth time overall in a row. Not that any of those previous games have actually any bearing on this game, but it's just like, streaks end, (laughs) you know what
1: I mean? It's true. I mean, uh, everybody kind of feels that way, well, maybe they're due one or whatever, but until that number changes, I mean, we just have to assume we're going to go in there and we're going to take care of business. We did it against the Pats. We did it against the Ravens. Uh, I mean, dating back to the Texans, we we took care of business. I, yeah, it was A.J. McCarron, but A.J. McCarron scored more points than the Ravens and the Patriots did. So That's crazy. We still took care of business. And until we don't, just enjoy the red. Taking care of business. All right,
0: let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, I want to talk about the key players and key matchups and ways that the Titans can can get this game and turn it into a victory. We'll be back in a sec. All righty, let's get into this matchups, key advantages, players to watch. I'm going to highlight three guys that I think are going to make the difference in this game. And this isn't like three under the radar guys. This might be like a total duh. But the three biggest guys, in my opinion, that will determine the the way this game goes outside of the quarterbacks are Derrick Henry for the Titans, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill for the Chiefs. And that, that's, like I said, a duh. Those are probably the three best skill position players in this game. So Derrick Henry, obviously, we know what he's done the last few weeks. The Chiefs do not have a great run defense, and they've been playing a lot better football since week 10 when the Titans beat them. They haven't lost since then, but they also haven't played a, a super tough schedule since then either. They played the Chargers a couple of times. They played the Broncos. Raiders. They played the, the Raiders. They played the Patriots, who are good, but don't have a great offense, and they played the Bears, and they only allowed one of those teams to score more than 20 points, and that was the Chargers. And then, of course, the Texans last week put up 31, but like I said, a blocked punt that led to a touchdown was part of that, of a quick 24-0 lead in the first quarter, and then they only scored seven points for the entire rest of the game. And some of that was Houston going forward on fourth down when they probably would have kicked field goals in other situations, but, you know, the, their defense has really stepped up. But the Titans' offense has also really stepped up, and the Titans' running game has really stepped up. The Chiefs currently sit 29th in DVOA run defense, which is not great. Obviously, out of 32. The Titans are one of the better running teams in the NFL, obviously. If you look at the ELO Elo ratings, 538 ratings, the Titans are the... Uh, they, they give the Titans the second-best QB supporting cast rating in the NFL. Their biggest EPA strength, expected points added strength, is the run offense. So, I mean, there's no surprise here. Derrick Henry's got to be the engine... But I don't think that it's necessarily Derrick Henry's production as much as it is the threat of Derrick Henry's production. Because like last week, for example, Henry had 50 rushing yards in the first half and 150, some, almost 150 in the second half. The Titans got up 14 to nothing on the arm of Ryan Tannehill, and then they were able to, to go to Henry and execute the game plan that they most likely set out, which was get build a lead and then feed Henry. On the other side of the ball... You got Travis Kelsey, Mahomes' go-to guy, caught three touchdown passes last week, and you have Tyreek Hill, who's probably the fastest player in the NFL. And these guys had chances to to burn the Titans last time they played. I mentioned already, Tyreek Hill was open down the field, and and Mahomes just missed him. But last time they played, Hill had eleven catches for one hundred and fifty-seven yards and a touchdown, despite the misses. Um, and Travis Kelsey was the next leading receiver with seven catches for seventy-five yards and a touchdown of his own. So those are the two guys. That really outproduced their teammates the last time the Titans played, and I don't think that that you'll see the Titans attack this team the same way they did last time, because they they a the Chiefs will be expecting them to attack them the same way, you know, and they'll be devising plans to beat, you know, like I mentioned that Chris Sims breakdown, but he talked about the Titans ran the Tampa two cover two zone with a deep linebacker. And the Chiefs drew up plays that just abused that, ran two streaking guys down the field on the same side and stressed the safety. One safety's coming up to eyes on Kelsey, and the other and the safety is left to guard. Sammy Watkins running to the corner of the end zone, and Tyree Kill running on a post. Like, how do you even defend that? Well, you don't run Tampa 2 against it. But you also can't run man-to-man coverage, because, I mean, a, a Dory might be able to keep up with Tyreek Hill in a foot race, but... Defending him, matching him, mirroring him in his routes. You got Mecole Hardman and Sammy Watkins that you also have to deal with that you're going to be leaving in man coverage islands with, uh, with Logan Ryan, who I love. He's a great defender, but he's not, he's not the best matchup on speedy guys. And then Travis Kelsey, who you almost have to bracket over the middle of the field. But the way that, that the only way you can contain these guys, I think, is to kind of get a sense of what the Chiefs want to do down and distance wise, tendency wise, when they're in the red zone, when it's first and 10, when it's third and long, when it's third and short, who are they looking to? Well, Travis Kelsey is the red zone guy. So anytime the Chiefs get in the red zone, Travis Kelsey's got to have two guys bracketing him, guarding him, make anyone else beat you, make somebody else, make a tremendous red zone catch. Not that these guys can't do it, but Travis Kelsey does it better than anyone on their team. And then in the other side of the field is or um, when you're not in the red zone, when you're between the 20s. Tyreek Hill's going to go deep most of the time. Most of his routes are deep routes. Let him catch the 10-yard hook. Let him catch the, the curl and the crosser. And then swarm to the ball. Slow him. To, first guy that gets there slows him down. And let the team come and make the tackle. Just always keep him in front of you. So bracket Kelsey in the red zone. Don't let Tyreek Hill get behind you. Feed Derrick Henry. Those are my top three personnel keys to this game. And I just think that it's easier said than done. What I just said out loud is easy for me to say. It's really hard to do it or else somebody else would have knocked the Chiefs off already.
1: And here they are. Yeah, I I think that's a a very... I mean, a lot of people said the same thing about the Ravens where, you know, we're going to go out there, we're going to get a lead early, and then we're going to force them to pass the ball more. But nobody could really do it. So the Titans went out and did it. And... I think that you just you have to believe in this team to a point. Um, I don't know how much we can really contain the Chiefs' offense, but I'm pretty confident in Vrabel's ability to prepare uh, each week for each different team, and I think he's going to have a plan going out there. And this team's all about uh, addressing adversity, so even if we are down, uh, I have confidence in this team to uh, go down swinging.
0: Yeah, me too. And and one thing I'm really confident in this team is that I don't believe they're looking ahead. I don't believe that they have Super Bowl plans in mind, you know. La- last year, when they went on that big run, they went on a three-game streak, they beat the Eagles in overtime, and the team got all feeling themselves, and it was like, and then they went on a disaster losing streak, and... and we were all like, oh my gosh, every time this team does well, they get too full of themselves, and then they fall off. And then later in the year, they went on another run, they beat the Cowboys, they beat the Patriots, and then they got full of themselves again and lost to the Colts and the Texans back-to-back weeks. Huge games that they needed to win. This year, we haven't really seen that. I mean, the 2-4 and start is what it is, but since then, the Titans have been, since Tannehill came in, the Titans have been truly competitive in every single game. I haven't felt ever like they were like the moment was too big or that they were looking ahead or feeling themselves or anything. Like if they'd come out against Baltimore and just gotten smacked around and blown out, it would have been, I would have been skeptical that they weren't feeling themselves after going into Foxborough and beating the Patriots. But the fact that they did that in back to back weeks after, like you mentioned the week 17 game that they needed to win. I feel like if they get beat, they get beat. I'm not saying they're definitely going to win, but they're not overlooking. I mean, nobody would overlook the chiefs, but they're not, they're not thinking, Oh, we just stopped Lamar we can stop anyone, you know, like they're looking at the next challenge. Pat Mahomes just put up 51 points and he was the team's leading rusher in that game last week against the Texans. They're going to be ready to, to do whatever their assignments are to do. The question is, can they out execute a team full of really great players who can beat you even when you have the exact perfect defense, the the right coverage and you play everything perfectly Mahomes can change his arm angle and throw it under the closing pressure and fit it perfectly into a window that doesn't exist, you know? And that if that happens, then you just got to hand it to him and say the better team won. But I think this is the kind of game where, as, as well as the defense has played the last two weeks, I think it's like a 44 to 41 type of crazy shootout playoff game. And I don't know who's at 44 and who's at 41, but I don't think it's going to be a 20 to 12 type of game again.
1: I think um, while I would like to see a 44 to 41 type game, I think we need to turn this into like a slobber knocker if we're going to have a chance. If we can hold the Chiefs to 20 points, um, I think we – well, I mean, I guess if you hold any team to 20 points, you can have a good chance of winning. If you hold the Chiefs to 20 points, I say the Titans win.
0: If the the Titans hold the Chiefs to 20 points and don't win, that will be more shocking than any other outcome, (laughs) in my opinion.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, I mean, we just gotta hope. I feel this team's gonna be prepared, and yeah. it's it's going to be a good game. I don't think we're gonna get blown out. Any bold predictions?
0: Uh, any score predictions? Any any final thoughts on this game before we
1: sign off? Derrick Henry's finally going to eclipse 200 yards, and the Titans are going to win 24 to 21. I'm with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my 44 41 prediction, which
0: is outlandishly crazy, but hey. It's the playoffs, right? Titans win 44-41. forty-one. I'm not going to predict anything else at this stage. I mean, we're in, we're in ride or die mode at this point. Like, what it would be
1: stupid. We're to... here. We're playing with house money. <laughs> exactly. And I think we have to. The, the team probably thinks this as well. You know, no, they don't. I don't
0: think the, I don't think that the team thinks they're playing with house money. I think the team thinks this is our freaking year, man. Let's let's keep the focus and go do it.
1: That's a good point. I I would think that if I
0: was in the locker room. (laughs) The Henry
1: Henry speech, you know, believe in each other. Why not us? Yeah, exactly. You're right. Why not us?
0: That's the last sentiment I want to leave you guys with is why not us? Why not the Titans? Let's do it. Let's go to Miami. Let's win some money. I mean, I'm sure some of you guys out there have Titans Super Bowl tickets from freaking August or September. I know I do. Let's do it. Let's get it.
1: Let's get that money. Let's go.
0: All right. I just want to remind everyone to find the the podcast feed, Music City Miracles. You can find all the shows that me and James do, all the shows that Jimmy and Terry do, all the shows that Jimmy does by himself, and the times when he's joined us, which was only once, I guess. But, you know, lots of shows, lots of coverage. Check out MusicCityMiracles.com. Be sure to follow James on Twitter, at SouthTexasTitan. James dropped a great video this morning, Wednesday morning. Follow me, at Room. I also dropped a video today. I might have another one tomorrow. We'll see how many I have time to get done before the weekend and uh that's all i got
1: let's go let's tighten the fuck up tighten up